Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. Hi everyone and a very big welcome to a new podcast recording, a new episode. And this time we have the amazing Kay Kukoi with us. Now, Kay is uh, a Financial Times, recognized by the Financial Times Inclusive Boards and Tech Alliance as one of the most influential uh, BAM, B-A-M-E, leaders in the UK technology sector. And Kay is also a best-selling author, a speaker, and a lecturer, which has a very clear mission. And that mission is to reduce the challenges faced by entrepreneurs in creating software from scratch, which I'm sure in alone is a massive challenge for, for many, <laughs> yeah. many entrepreneurs. And we've seen such an explosion in the tech sector, haven't we, over the last five years or perhaps even a bit longer, would you say? Yeah, uh, even longer than that, I would say. Um, I used to be, uh, my very first uh, career actually was um, as a recruitment consultant and uh, I used to recruit for tech uh, staff. So the whole sort of dot com bubble and all that, you know, I saw that um, go on. So yeah, it, it's just continuing to grow and grow really. Well, a, bit, a very big welcome to you, Kay. And you've done a little Thank introduction you. there, but if you'd like to expand on that a little bit more and then we can get started with finding out about your views on leadership. So do you want to do a brief introduction? Oh yeah, sure. So um, as you said, Rebecca, I'm Kay Kukoi. So I'm the founder of Purposeful Group. Um, we have uh, a number of sub-brands as well, Tech Startup Academy, Freelancer Academy and Digital Skills Academy. And we work with entrepreneurs and digital learners on six continents. And we offer books, mentoring, workshops and programs for uh, tech founders in particular, but also other entrepreneurs who are starting uh, their businesses. So very early stage uh, entrepreneurs. And we uh, also have a community of over 1500 uh, entrepreneurs, investors and technologists. And we design and deliver uh, programs and workshops for larger organisations as well. Well, that sounds uh, pretty impressive, Kay. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. It keeps me busy. <laughs> sure it does. <laughs> and Kay, what is your view on great leadership? What does great leadership mean to you? What does that look like? So for me, it's about leading by example. Um, we all probably had situations you saw you can think back Rebecca to times where you've had managers and it's sort of almost like a parental sort of uh, do as I say and, and not as I do sort of thing and uh, I think that's a very very poor um, demonstration of leadership so I think um, you should always be uh, you know walking your talk and that alone can show people you know the non-verbal stuff that you do uh, the stuff that people see you doing is, is as important as the direct interaction I think that you have 
um, both in terms of setting an example and also for the people who think, well, they're not doing it. So, you know, why are you asking me to do it? Which is fair enough. Um, so I have quite a personal feeling about that. I, you know, I feel quite strongly about that. Um, I also think foresight and planning is really important as well. Uh, of course, the, the uh, or sort of, especially for entrepreneurs, but that vision, um, being able to sort of think ahead um, and also bringing people along with that vision as well. So uh, there's no point in you having a great and glorious vision in your head. Um, you're not able to make that clear um, and understandable um, and to bring other people on board with it. Uh, and then I think uh, kind of linking back to the first point is kind of emotional um, IQ as well. And just thinking back to, I mean, you know, when you're a leader, you've got a job to do um, at the end of the day, but um, we all started out somewhere and not kind of losing sort of sight of, of what, that, what that feels like and what some of the challenges people might have um, as they're developing their careers. I think having a, a bit of empathy for that um, and challenging people, but also uh, not being overly rigid as well, I think, can, can also help people to, you know, to build respect and trust um, from other people's perspectives. I think that's an important point, Kay, remembering what it was like for you, yeah. you know, when you were learning and stepping into leadership. What were some of those big lessons that you learned that you thought, you know, I'm going to be I'm more aware of this when I'm developing other leaders or in my own leadership role? What, what, what were those lessons that you learned? Um, it's hard to put my finger on a specific uh, scenario, but I just have this sort of constant, uh, almost, you know, feeling of, you know, when there's a problem, it's your problem sort of thing sometimes. You know, I've had some very, uh, you know, good managers, but there's also that sort of feeling sometimes that maybe you're on your own a bit. Um, and so I, I think it's important to provide examples and uh, scenarios and things like that so people can actually see where you want them to go. Because some people, they do want to, you know, want to sort of comply or do things, but they just can't see things the way that you do yet. So I think it's important to kind of help them to have that aha moment so they can say, oh, right, okay, I, I, see, I see what you mean now. Um, but I think uh, also just where people have been maybe a bit um, kind of not really, as I say, just not really understanding or sort of they've, they've feel like they've risen so far up the ranks that um, the, the practicalities of everyday life have suddenly vanished and no, <laughs> no longer, uh, um, you know, apply. I remember, you know, a, a very, very senior, I won't say the organisation, senior person coming in, going, come on, guys, come on, guys, and clapping and practically jumping up and down. And thinking well you know we've got some serious challenges to overcome here there are a bunch of very intelligent people in the room and they all want to do a good job it's not a case of bouncing up and down we need practical action here um that's you know <laughs> jumping up and down or you know that sort of stuff is, is not gonna help us move forward and i think that sort of thing kind of detracts from you know the respect that you have at that point so you think you know you've touched you just lost <laughs> you've lost it at this point um and i think sort of being never never being senior enough to sort of say well okay maybe here are some pointers for you or actually talk me through the problems rather than just saying well that's your looks like a you problem to me <laughs> go off and solve it um not very helpful so yeah 
<laughs> no, and maybe that that was his pers- his attempt to try and um, increase motivational levels, which um, <laughs> sounds like it fell flat. Yeah, well, without a clear direction, you know, it's like saying, oh, well, I'm going to pack my bags and go and climb Mount Kilimanjaro tomorrow. Uh, that's if I could get out of the country due to, to you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, you've got to plan and prep, haven't you? There's no point, you know, even if people stood at the bottom of the mountain going, go on, Kay, it doesn't mean I'm going to get there. So to me, it just seems very ineffective, ineffectual thing to, to say, really. Well, let's focus in on your leadership style for a moment, Kay. And, and what is your leadership style? I mean, you've talked about collaboration there and making it a sense of we're all in this together. So how would you kind of describe your, your leadership style? Uh, I like to give people a lot of sp- scope and space to work things out for themselves. I think they learn a lot. So I'll set some, depending on the capability of the person, I'll set some um, clear guidelines on what my expectations are. And almost within that, uh, they have some scope to express themselves and to do things and, and to learn and fail a bit as you know and just make it clear that my door is always open that's one of the we've got sort of team guidelines it's one of the things my door is always open um the only silly question is the question that you don't ask so I constantly try to make it clear that I will be more upset if you do not ask um for my confirmation or check in than I would be if you go off, you know, I sort of say to people, especially juniors, don't be a hero. Um, there isn't a glory in such in just struggling through something, just ask. Um, and I provide a lot of positive reinforcement to people who do ask questions so that everyone can see um, that it's an acceptable um, cultural behavior sort of thing. There's no, no shame or there's nothing wrong in asking questions. So, I think that's kind of my style, but um, I like to give people some scope um, to, to explore because I think they, they learn a lot that way um, and also rather sort of micromanaging people. So they've got kind of their clear boundaries and within that they, they've got some scope to, to kind of learn and grow. Let's drill down a bit into that, Kay, and you know, giving people scope to you know, experiment or to fail or to try something new. How Could you give us some practical tips about how you actually make that happen how you make that come about yeah so if I want people to do something um again I'll assess their 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 capability and level so uh I'll probably give less guidelines to someone who I think is uh, more capable and more guidelines to someone I think is less capable uh so there's that going on as well so I am thinking about the individual and what I think they're they're able to do and what their personalities like and their tendencies and that sort of thing so that's going into the process as well but I'll give people a background so that they, they fully understand the context of what they're doing why it's important um, what the objective is and then often I'll set uh, a number of you know bullet points or guidelines um, set you know things that they can almost like check you know I want to we don't need want to know this 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 and that um, and I'll let them know um, you know you're free to make some decisions here you know this these are the boundaries but if you have any questions just just ask so it's almost like a frame a framework with a clear objective and then within that they can present the information how they would like and you know use the tools that they would like so that's how I do it and that's a very clear and succinct way and I think that's you know that's greatly appreciated thank you for sharing that how much do you encourage 
thinking outside of the box, creativity, and it doesn't matter if you fail. Is that part of your conversation with people when you're giving them that scope? Uh, yeah, I'll just to sort of explain that these are things that, that, that um, I, I want to know. These are almost the requirements of this particular task or project or whatever it is. And then I will say to people, you know, within this, you know, you've got some uh, scope to make uh, some decisions, um, especially with, with younger um, people and also, for instance, students and things like that, working with people who it's their first job. Um, they are used to a lot of direction and I sort of say like actually you know when the training wheels come off and especially when you get to a very high level people won't tell you very much sometimes they'll expect you to sometimes set the agenda and the requirements and to know how much work to do and what quality it should be and what length and all that sort of stuff and that can be quite a revelation that you know someone's not going to dictate the tiny parameters but I sort of say that's part of you you learning you've got to develop your own judgment to know what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable and um, you know you can't really rise up the ranks until you have that judgment but you have to get that through learning so I think that's all part of the journey. I agree with that and it's a constant theme through the all the leaders we have on this podcast is that as leaders we are continuously learning as well so how do you how do you develop your leadership? Oh well it's a work in progress isn't it? <laughs> the way I look at it every day uh, you can you can regress back, you know, due to stress or busyness and all these sorts of things. Uh, or sometimes, you know, you're, you're higher, you know, operating higher level of self. So I think it's just trying to self-regulate as much as possible, being aware of yourself and your, again, emotional intelligence, like how am I feeling today? You know, what's the fairest thing to do here or the right thing to do um, in that situation? Um, and as I say, sort of seeing both sides, I think, uh, as I've got older it's you become better I think at seeing both sides of things so it was like what's that like for them rather than just say oh this is my perspective and you know actually it's my perspective which is the one that's most important so yeah I think it's a, an ongoing thing as with everything in life isn't it to try and do your best you know before you get up um, and yeah just keeping to try and do the best that you can on any given day I think really Oh, I agree with that, Kay. It's also about that self-reflection as well. You know, when something didn't go quite well, it's worth taking the time out to just try and understand why. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, (laughs) what did I do wrong? (laughs) What could I have done better? Um, And as long as, as you say, we have that awareness in ourselves to constantly do that, then I think we we make progress. Yeah. 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 The overall direction is forward. Even the overall direction is <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what uh, have been some of your big, tough leadership challenges? Oh, um, touch wood. There hasn't been anything calamitous yet, and I hope there never will be. I'm touching wood like frantically here. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think my my early management experiences are definitely challenging. Um, so I, I had my first management role in my early 20s, I think only maybe 22 or something like that. Um, and I had two staff members. Uh, I was really ambitious and had my own goals at the time. Uh, so sort of having to split your suddenly your energy and attention between looking after two people and trying to fulfill your own goals, that was really difficult. 
and then also of course like you know being a, being a younger person at that time you, as I say you, you're still thinking about things from your own perspective more so I think it's very challenging sort of being a young manager because um, I think there's a lot of personal growth that needs to, to, to happen um, you know sometimes with a person of course I'm sure there are young people who are much more mature than, than I was you know potentially at that age but I think that was very difficult. Um, I think also probably for me I've got um, very high standards I've got very high standards I set of myself as well um, and so if people don't have the same level of conscientiousness or things like that I can find that very frustrating uh, because for me that's something you know why wouldn't you do your best why wouldn't you give your best um, for me I don't really understand why people some people don't um, so that's something that I need to uh, reflect on because people have got different strengths um, and different priorities and you know we can't all be the same <laughs> so um, people bring other things to the mix to the party um, because of their different personalities and different styles so it's again like constant uh, you know reflection on that and, and trying to appreciate the things the other things that people bring uh, to the table as well yes it's always respecting other people have different Agenda is not the right word, priorities, which is the word you used, and to be respectful of that, isn't it? Not everybody wants to work at the pace that you work at, for mm. example. Um, so that, you know, that is important. When, from those early days, Kay, when you stepped into sort of management roles at a, at a young age in your early 20s, what have been the big learnings for you along, your, along that journey, along your way to the position that you hold now? What are the are there any memorable things that stick out and you think, well, you know, that that was a big lesson or I learned a lot there. And what were those lessons? I think one of the things that I've learned more and more is that um, be just be yourself, I think. Because when I think back to um, the team that I had and the buy-in that I had from, from my team and things like that, that was all due to me just being um, myself and just being sort of natural with them. Um, and I think people can feel that and sense that. Um, I think sometimes, you know, you, can, you think, oh, I'm a manager now and I need to do, be a certain way. I remember one, one guy who uh, I used to work with and he was a very, very difficult person but you got the sense that he was being difficult because he felt that that was one way of getting what he wanted and getting people to fall into line. So it was almost like a strategy that he developed, but it's such an unpleasant strategy. So I think, you know, if people like and respect you. I think that's much better than sort of say, well, I'm going to uh, put the fear of God into people and then uh, that's how I'll get what, you know, what I want from them. So I think um, keeping working on your, your, your weaknesses, but just being your authentic self um, at the same time is important. I think that has been an evolution in management over the last 10 to 20 years, because I think there was this, where well, you were a manager or you are a leader back in time when you barked orders a little bit as a, more of an autocratic leadership mm. style. And I think we've come on leaps and bounds and we have a leadership style where we're here to serve our team. We're here to help our team be the best they can be and to do that with authenticity, which is you know, a, a word that's used 
quite significantly now about leadership yeah. and you know be yourself be who you are and thank goodness we've come to that place we've still got work to do but thank goodness <laughs> yeah. you know there's a recognition of that now yeah and I think um I've got um you know having a tech background so I've been in, in tech uh oh god <laughs> a very long time now much more than a decade but um I have um generally followed um sort of I don't know if you come across scrum and agile um ways of mm -hmm. doing things and yeah. uh having been a scrum master you've got this concept of uh, being a, what they call a servant leader which just came to mind because you were talking about serving your team and it is that kind of uh you know that you're you're there to lead but other times you're there to just you know s support or give the team what they need and there's not really and that an ego around that uh, you're almost just like somebody who who morphs into whatever the team needs at that time um just to to, to fulfill whatever role or, or or requirement or need there is and i think that's a bit more of a uh, a humble way of doing it and it doesn't mean to say that people don't respect you which i think is was the fear uh, before that oh i will lose respect if i'm if i don't pre project or present myself in a certain way Yes, I think you're right there, and that it's also fine to not have all the answers, which is something I learned the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I had to have all the answers, and I nearly lost a client, and I thought, mm, um, I don't know how to come through this, and that was a breakthrough for me. I realised yeah. I should engage my team to help me find the solution. Um, so yeah. that was back, back many, many years, and um, it's all part of our learning, isn't it, as, as stepping into um leadership and learning and it's an ongoing process as we we've talked about what one of the things that leaders have to do and i don't think it gets any easier is have difficult conversations with people at times you know difficult conversations maybe with team members who maybe aren't performing or you feel aren't aligned to the behavior the values of the business how do you tackle those difficult conversations, Kay? I'm sure you've had to address them. How do you deal with those? Um, I think <laughs> it's changed over time. <laughs> but uh, I think just trying to understand how um, the person themselves sees the situation, because often it's quite shockingly different from, you know, maybe they don't even perceive that there to be any issue. Uh, for example, uh, you know, sometimes people you think they think things are going great, maybe, and you know, maybe they're not going so great from from your perspective. So I think almost sort of laying some of that uh, on the table, how do they think things are going, and um, then maybe sort of talking through specific scenarios, um, which is always good, I think, rather than sort of general general talking. You know, maybe give some real examples so that people can know ah oh, okay that thing that happened we can talk about that rather than um i think sometimes it's it's more difficult to make your point if it's quite general because people are like oh what do you mean what what are you talking about when did that happen you know when did i do such and such so having some examples um and just just talking uh people through um and then also just trying to come to some kind of um resolution in terms of um, an agreement between you on what will happen next um, and what uh, I would like to be done differently or I'd like to see done differently 
and then just sort of talking them through that and hopefully try to get you know them to feel that they you know can sort of sign up to that and say look yes uh, I agree that um, I'm going to try x y and z to do that differently now or whatever it is so um, I think sort of trying to get people's um, agreement to these things as well not so that you've just sort of gone and you know uh, imposing your will on somebody but they actually you know agree to it because I think if, again if people haven't uh, agreed within themselves that they're going to do something that's going to change then then nothing different will happen such a valid point okay to get that buy into it because then you can both see that that change has happened and come back to it if that hasn't been the case so I think that is crucial agree with you and I like the steps that you've mapped out there so important just switching to kind of practical advice what three pieces of practical advice would you give to anybody who's either considering stepping into a leadership role being a leader or somebody who's already a leader that you would just like to share things that three things that you that are important to you that you think would help somebody to be a better leader so I think it goes back to the, the almost like one of the early points, which is um, not forgetting to put yourself into the shoes of other people. So that's whether you want to talk to somebody about something or a group of people about something, um, considering that in how you state your case or say whatever it is that you want to say, um, considering maybe some of the objections or feelings that people might have uh, and trying to address those uh head on because people will be thinking those things in their head anyway so you, you can't really avoid it sometimes <laughs> and if you don't address them then you know people say well you know I've got my own feeling about that and it hasn't changed because of what you've said um then I think knowing yourself so uh your pressure points your weaknesses um as we were saying before when when what sort of things might cause your performance to drop uh, and being aware of that um, and then really taking uh, being patient sometimes because uh, growth doesn't necessarily happen overnight it's an ongoing uh, process so I think just taking things uh, step by step um, trying to develop different skills within yourself and saying right okay maybe I'm going to focus on on uh, this aspect or that as aspect um, and just taking you know time to work through things because uh, we all sort of want to have change happen immediately but um, it's not really realistic so that I think can set set um, you know a person up for disappointment or, or failure just because they're trying to to kind of push ahead sometimes too too quickly so a bit of patience as well <laughs> with yourself as well as others yeah I think that's a fair point as well isn't it with yourself as well as others I think absolutely I mean you work a lot with entrepreneurs what do you see as their biggest leadership challenges oh um on the tech side uh tech entrepreneurs in particular I think it's probably um communication um because you've often got people who are non-technical entrepreneurs for example non-technical entrepreneurs who want to build a web or mobile app now that, that, that's a very complex thing to do and maybe they've never worked with technical people before 
uh, and technical people have their own jargon and their own kind of world and kind of way of doing things so kind of stepping into that um, and not understanding almost like the cultural uh, differences and things like that is really um, you know that can contribute a lot uh, to, to challenges um, going back to like you know two people have a conversation take totally different things away from the conversation at the end and things like that not realizing both of them thinking that they've been understood uh, <laughs> or that their point of view has been uh, taken on board uh, the other person is thinking the same thing so I think um, yeah communication can be a, a, a massive uh, challenge um, the same if people are looking for investment and things like that as well so how I thought I projected myself and communicated is that what the investor took from it um, so I think yeah with everything communication is really important and uh, what message did I um, transmit <laughs> and what message was received and I think it's important to, to clarify that to be sure that um, things have gone the way that you thought they have they've gone or they went <laughs> yeah I mean it's always um, it's amazed me that I've come out of meetings and I've been with a colleague and we've both had different perspectives on what the prospect or what the client was yeah. saying and we think really were we in the same meeting it's terrifying yeah as a project manager um i had a very very sharp um it um director at one point and he taught me a lot of the sort of emotional and all these little subtle but very smart things that he psychological things that he used to do and um i was very lucky because usually there would be a management level between us but for a while there wasn't and that's when i got to you know get into his brain and he was like telling me all these sorts of things and then I started to ask people questions so after a, a meeting oh you know what did you think the main outcomes were and I'd mm. ask sort of three people and they'd say totally different things and you're just like <laughs> this yeah. is terrifying but that's when I started to really really understand um how complex it is to communicate with people and just how <laughs> you know how dangerous that can be really i think it, it plays back to your earlier point when you're having difficult conversations you want to make sure you've got an agreement at the end of it and i think if you round up every meeting yeah. with you know we've agreed to this and now yeah. we clear these are the next steps um well it helps to overcome any miscommunication or misunderstanding yeah but definitely as we come to the last couple of questions, Kay, and it's been brilliant to have you share your insights. What would you what advice would you give your younger self? So looking back now, what advice would you give to that when you were stepping into a management stroke leadership role in your early 20s? What advice would you give yourself? Oof. <laughs> um probably sort of slow down uh, uh reflect more and i think it's just that general understanding of the different uh types of people and then it takes all sorts of people um you know in to, to, to you know to make the world diverse and interesting and that sort of thing um kind of, i guess it's always almost connected to you know having a, a very strong philosophy yourself and then um I guess it, it starts from sort of even being younger than that, where you sort of almost think that everybody thinks the same way. I don't know if you had this, maybe it's just me being weird, that everyone 
thought the same way that I did because that's all really what I thought when I was was younger and it started to be a bit of a, a shock and revelation when I realized all the different ways that a human being could could view life and uh think about things and their future and what they do and what's important to them so that was a bit of a shocker for me personally <laughs> so I think probably um getting my younger self to kind of explore that a bit more in other people and, and observe it and start to build more of a, a framework so I've got a, quite a good framework of that that now but that was very poor when I was younger so I'd probably get myself started on that a bit earlier I think. Well that's interesting and for me that's all around trying to understand a person's mindset so yeah where are they coming from? coming from what's their perspective and uh, you know I didn't learn that know that in my 20s either so it's a part of, <laughs> that, ongoing, <laughs> part of that ongoing journey yeah you need the experience and exposure to, to different people and different ways of thinking to start to appreciate that we all have different aspects we've all got different experiences we all come with different baggage don't we and mm -hmm. um, it's it's appreciating that and celebrating that as well, because it helps, as you say, to bring that diversity um, into leadership and into teams. Yeah, definitely. And um, as somebody who now trains um, young people on, you know, preparing for interviews and preparing their CVs and getting ready for work, um, I, I share a lot of that with them. So I sort of say to them, look, some people, it will take them 10 years to get to this point. Some people will never get there. So I'll tell you kind of now up front, because nobody actually sits us down and tells us these things. Uh, these are some of the, the things that you, you know, need to be aware of. And there's nowhere that you can kind of sit down and learn this stuff. So I try to actually um, teach and, and convey that. And people are really kind of um, very grateful for it because I think it really accelerates their, their own development once they kind of understand that because they're all students, very intelligent people, but they just don't have that uh experience yet to 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 uh to draw on well it's it's a really important aspect to be sharing um with young people as well isn't it, it helps them on their journey in a big way yeah as we come to the final um aspect and final part of the podcast um kay and it has been amazing to have you on board thank you is there, is there anything you'd like to to share with our listeners it's the opportunity for you to talk about anything exciting projects that you have on the go or we like to give you the opportunity to do that well fantastic thank you it's appreciated so um we are going to be uh running our next uh tech startup academy program so that is a program for anybody who has an idea for uh, a digital product uh, a web application a mobile application and maybe thinking i've got this idea uh how on earth do i get that to the point of becoming a, a product that i can sell so we have a 90-day program that's going to be starting in september that will take people through uh the whole process right from sort of literally waking up in the morning with the idea right through to having uh, a prototype or even a, a a simple first version of the product that they can do further testing with or even uh, sell to customers. So that's Tech Startup Academy um, and that's starting uh, in mid-September, 90-day programme. 
Brilliant. If you'd like to send me the link to that, I can put it in the show notes. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been super to have you, Kay. Really enjoyed the conversation with you. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed it as much as I have. So thank you very much, Kay. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully so. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.